Tennessee picks up a transfer from Tulane in uh, Chris uh, Brazel, uh, the second. He committed to Tennessee on Thursday evening, first reported by 24-7 Sports. Had a breakout redshirt freshman season for the Green Wave this fall, catching 44 passes for 711 yards and five touchdowns. Six foot five receiver recorded a pair of 100-yard games in 2023, eclipsing the mark in wins over Memphis and Florida Atlantic. He's out of Texas, and I'm just going to go ahead and tell you, I absolutely love him, and I've watched his tape. He's bigger. He put on about 15 pounds, but I like him for more reasons than just that. So let's get to first down. Cooper, what should people do when it comes to hitting like and subscribe? Cooper Mays here. Hit like and subscribe. Thank you. And we'll have Cooper up on the Vol Report brought to you by City Heating and Air later today. So we look forward to that. And what down is it, Coop? Coop here. First down. What does this commitment mean for Tennessee? Let me start with you, Caleb, and I'll give you my thoughts. It means that Tennessee has multiple options to find what we have talked about for a while now in a wide receiver who dictates coverage. And that is the wide out that could either be Brew McCoy if he comes back, Mike Matthews if he's ready to go early, or Chris Brazel. There's a very slim chance none of those guys are ready to step into that role next year. I mean, there's a very slim chance. That, I mean, Brew McCoy would obviously be ready, but it's about whether or not he comes back. There's a very slim chance that none of those things happen, which it would be Brew McCoy doesn't come back and Mike Matthews and Chris Brazel aren't ready. So Tennessee's already fine on the other side. Chaz Nimrod and Caleb Webb can both handle the role Romel Keaton played. They're fine in the slot with Squirrel White. They'll be fine plugging Dante Thornton wherever they can. Chris Brazel, guys, here's why he transferred. He was 6'4", 175 when he got to Tulane. He's now 6'5", 190, and he's probably got another year of conditioning coming. And so he could get into the 200, 210 range and get more physical. He's transferring up because he's much better than he thought he would be after his first year at Tulane. He's, that, that happens sometimes. And so this is a perfect type of guy you want to win those 50-50 balls and things like that. And also, again, as you say, Dave, dictate coverage. No, and this is um, this is the type of guy you want. I hit a growth spurt late. You know, I grew two inches from like 17 to, to 19, 20 years old. So this is the type of guy you want. And he hit a growth spurt late. So he's a way different prospect at six foot five and 20 pounds heavier than he was as a three star coming out of Midland, Texas High School. What down, Coop? Cooper Mays here. Second down. Okay, now, how would you grade Tennessee's wide receiver hall now as a group? Staley Matthews, guys you mentioned. And what are your thoughts on Tennessee's wide receiver hall when you add Brazel to the mix? It's an A. It's an, it easy is an A. a. And it may be an A+. Plus. I like, Bra I, I like Brazel almost as much as I like uh, Jamal Wallace, who might start working with us at off the <laughs> sports. But, uh, and that's a personal reason. I love Brazel. I mean, I, I watched his tape, had time to watch his tape, and I love the upside. Caleb, finish your thoughts, and then and then I'm going to give you my thoughts on why he's different than Adante Thornton. Yeah, I love him too. And I want to point out, because people call me out all the time for saying Texas recruits are overrated. I say they're overrated because they typically hit their ceiling in high school. But Chris Razzell is different. He couldn't have hit his ceiling in high school because he wasn't big enough in high school. He had a college growth spurt. When you have a college growth spurt, you obviously didn't hit your ceiling in high school. So because of that, he doesn't fit that mold. 
I am a huge fan of Chris Brazel, and I think this easily gives them an A. And they have multiple options and to go to now. And Dave, we got to be honest. I was high on them last year with people like Caleb Webb and Chaz Nimrod, but depending on how this receiving core shakes out, those guys might be entering the portal pretty soon. Well, I don't want to go that far. I think they're a good, I think they're good foundational players like Ramel Keaton. I think there's room for them. I don't want to go that far yet. I don't know that they're number one guys or even great explosive slot guys uh, like we've uh, seen with, uh, Squirrel White, and we saw with Jalen Hyde. Brought to you by Dynasty Pools and Spas. We're going to take a look at how Frazzle is different from Dante Thornton in four downs. Imagine having the best spas made right here in the United States of America. In your backyard, Dynasty Pools and Spas has their showroom open in Athens with the best hot tubs and spas on the market. Dynasty Pools and Spas. Go to DynastySpas.com or stop by their showroom in Athens. They deliver, too, and they've got all the chemicals for your pools and spas that all made right here locally and the best in the and and absolutely in the world so go to dynastyspas.com so what down is it Coop? tennessee center cooper mays here third down all right how would you uh describe brazil is he a backup plan or was he perhaps the guy that was just waiting to make his decision and it took him a little bit longer because it would look from the surface that he's a backup plan because he didn't sign on national signing day, but I'm not so sure that's the case anymore with the national, the single national signing day in February, when guys went to the next day, I thought there was some indecision or maybe there was a scholarship left open. I don't, I'm beyond that thinking now. I think it literally is a period of time instead of a national signing day. So I don't think this is a backup plan. No, I don't think it's a backup plan. I think Josh Heupel, look, if Josh Heupel were an NFL GM, he'd be the guy going after all the free agents that are proven over the you know, over drafting players. I think we've kind of established that, right? <laughs> he would do what Danny Ainge did to build the Celtics title team in 2008. That's Josh Heupel's method. And so I think this is, he likes potential. So he's going for Mike Matthews and guys like that, but he wants proven talent. And Chris Brazel, if you look at how he emerged is proven talent. So I don't think he's a backup plan. And I also don't think this Dave, people are going to say how people are going to speculate how much NIL involved. You're closer to some people in the program than I am. But my understanding is the Spire sports has not really been directing NIL money at receivers. Sounds like Chris Brazel. I'm not saying he didn't get any NIL money. I'm sure he got some, but it sounds like he didn't commit to Tennessee specifically over NIL money. I think he committed to Tennessee because of what he can do in Josh Heupel's offense. You're always going to sneak in a guy who doesn't get as much NIL money as he's worth. Cause you're not going to walk in and say, you're not going to believe what we gave that Nico guy. And then in this class, we were throwing it everywhere. Would you like to be evolved? That's not the way you're going to position it. Cause then he's going to say, whoa, 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 I want more money. So that leads me to why this is different than Dante Thornton, who you and I were both very high on when Tennessee signed last year. I think we're a little off on that in retrospect. He, he showed signs late that he could be a good player. Then about that time got hurt. Here's why it's different. You paid a lot of cash for Dante Thornton. That took up a big chunk from what I've told of your NIL spending money in the last recruiting cycle. Plus, Dante Thornton had about 225 yards receiving at Oregon and only played 
because there was an injury ahead of him mid-season back in 2022. This is a different guy. This is the guy on the up. This is not a guy who, no pun intended, for, for an injury to the young man with the Ducks, but uh, this isn't a situation where he stumbled into a vacancy at Tennessee, which I think Dante Thornton kind of fell into the vacancy because he was willing to take the most money that he could get. Didn't really care whether it was a cane, a ball, a cock, or as a game cock. Uh, <laughs> I thought you'd like that. And I, I, I just think this is a way different situation. This is a guy on the up. I, I absolutely agree. And it also says something about, I will say this, it says something about the maturity too, because look, you and I have talked about the immaturity of college athletes in an age of NIL. They're going to quickly follow the NIL money because we're going to get wide-eyed with money they haven't seen. I think Chris Brazel is a little bit, it's because of what we know, and you know more than I do, Dave, on this, but they spent most of their NIL money trying to keep players that are like Cooper Mace coming back, right? They kind of spread it out among returning guys. So, oh, yeah. so I think Chris Brazel is being a little forward thinking here. He's saying, look, I may not make the NIL money, but I guarantee you I can get some NFL money if I go to this offense and oh, NFL this money outweighs NIL money. Agree. Don't trip over nickels to make millions. Uh, Tennessee Jr. says back to being wide receiver. You well, that's just a matter of time. I mean, that's already started with the Jalen Hyatt's of the world with the way this offense is designed. Uh, receivers are going to come to Tennessee. We'll be having the conversation in five years that Tennessee is wide receiver. You, we might be having it in three years and green, they're going to be more appealing to receivers and quarterbacks. True. And, and definitely Nico is a big factor. Green wave says Thornton will be much better than uh, with Nico tossing it his way. Hey, I I've got respect for uh, I, I've got a lot of respect for Dante Thornton and the fact that he didn't throw in the towel. I think he was taken aback by how difficult everything was to make the college transition to a, a major level. And I think that even though he came from Oregon, I think a lot was asked of him. I think he'll be better. And all I hear is that he's he's going to end up panning out. But it just wasn't year one, and that's understandable. Uh, I think uh, with transfer portal guys, we we consider them to be immediate impact players. That's not, not always the case. Be sure to hit that like and subscribe button. Lastly, four down, Tennessee's wide receivers. All SEC center Cooper Mays here, fourth down. All right, so they will be good, great, or elite. If Brew comes back, and I still think there's no reason for Brew to go to the NFL. So if he comes back and he's even 90% of the receiver he was, and with modern medical technology, I think he'll be 100%. Are they good, great, or elite if Brew comes back? They're elite if Brew comes back. And they're, they could possibly be elite if Brew doesn't come back. Okay. I'm going to go good. I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm going to go great. I think they can be great. I think bare minimum now the floor is good. I think the ceiling is elite, but I'm going to go great down the middle, which I'm not supposed to do. I'm supposed to take this hard stance, but I, I don't know that they're elite yet. But if Brew comes back and is anywhere close, they very well could be elite.